Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you. Start at ExpressPros.com. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. I wish I was still off after that Knicks game. I'm leaving. See ya. Do a good show. It just Let's followed have, you here. Just have Frostberg talk about how the Lakers are back. He can say that for four hours. Then you break down the game at the, the end. The potential is there. You know, you missed one day. Oh. I missed almost a full week. I didn't get anything. That was like a damn coronation. Like you should be wearing a $20 you're, million you're dollar crown. The I'm going to Chicago. My brothers and I are going to get drunk. Oh, my younger brother and I are getting drunk. My other brother and I are going to get drunk. Oh, I'm out here. I'm going to a card show. I'm going to get drunk. I mean, that's everywhere. It's every other day for you. I don't remember ever talking about being drunk. Every to this other level. day, every other day that y'all I'm leaving. Where my brothers are in town. I'm going to see my brothers. My brothers and I are hanging out. He's drunk right now. Yeah, you're hammered right now. I, bet. I wish I was. Sure you. Are. I wish I was. You too. know. You know what? Actually, I feel better game. about. It. I'm glad I'm not stone cold sober. Uh, because if they'd won, then yeah, I'd probably be drifting down and seeing what I could fit in one of those uh, brown paper bags. They were never winning, Mike. Well, you know, not with Jimmy Butler's playing. No, stop, stop. Let me. You, you can't stop listen, him. You can stop. only hope to contain listen, him. Listen, just stop. I understand. Jimmy, it. the Knicks and the Heat are the junior varsity as we get ready for the Lakers. And well, the it's hundred okay? percent. We I said it long that. ago. Right, I got all I the air goes but, out of the room once that right. tips off. But that hasn't started yet, so we have time to talk about this now. So, all of you, shut up and let me tell you what happened. That makes me so pissed off. So, here's the thing. <laughs> And this is what's so frustrating about this series. The Heat just beat the Knicks 109-101. Mm-hmm. They lead the series three games to one. It's not that the Heat are leading this series, right? Because the Heat and the Knicks, very similar during the regular season. You see how well the Heat have played. They've been playing without Tyler Hero. It doesn't matter. But 
just watching the Knicks absolutely throw up on themselves in the fourth quarter of this game where the Heat got seven offensive rebounds, seven possessions. I'm watching this come down going, how are the Knicks not getting the ball? And I'm watching Julius Randle just absolutely take up space when he's on the floor in the fourth quarter. Not getting the ball, not moving the ball, complaining, and it's awful because the Heat would take bad shots. Doesn't matter. Kyle Lowry would get the defensive, would get the offensive rebound, or Robinson would get it, or Jimmy Butler would get it, and the Heat would the Heat would score, and they would maintain that seven eight point lead all the way through. That's the most frustrating part: is watching the Knicks' embarrassing and putrid effort on the glass getting the basketball. Where it was one guy. It wasn't like oh, it was here's a rebound and the ball is bouncing around, it gets tipped. It's one guy will be in the middle of four Knicks and they would go get the rebound. And Jalen Brunson's playing on he's got no ankles and no toes left after some of his injuries and he's still trying to keep him in it. That's the most frustrating part about this series is that it's not like the Heat are playing great. They're not playing out of their shoes. They're not, hey, you can't stop. Jimmy Butler scoring 38 a game. Or you know, you, you, they're they're shooting fifty percent from three point range. They are not playing out of their shoes, and they're up three games to one because the Knicks just stink. Because they have just this series, just I don't know, they've just lost their ability to be cohesive. And it's it, they got a couple of guys out there. And look, the injuries happen. I get it. Oh no, Emmanuel quickly. Yeah, I get it. people get hurt in the playoffs. I can't say injuries are an excuse. Everybody's dealing with injuries, but they have lost any semblance of who they were. And the Heat are playing B minus games. B minus games, and they're up three games to one. Jimmy Butler had a they had a shot of him near the end or midway through the fourth quarter after one of those offensive rebound putbacks. He's got a smile on his face, like if they're just gonna give us this, all right, hey, I'll, I'll take it. But the Heat are not playing well and they're up three one. Well, but that's just it. You don't have to. Right? Graded for the curve, you get an A because you're about to survive in advance. And a B minus effort. A win is a win, whether it's by 20 or by a point. I mean, we'll watch it in every other one of these playoff series. Right? Celtics might come out and beat the hell out of the Sixers in their next game. They're only up one game, right? The mar- total margin of victory doesn't matter. This isn't, you know, the uh, grade age soccer or softball. What's our margin of victory over our bone? No. <laughs> Did you win the game or didn't you? Right, tiebreakers don't matter. Best of seven. So for the offensive rebounds, 13 for the game for the Heat. You saw, as you pointed out, right, it's the, hey, we've got numbers, and then you stand around, and what happens? A guy comes knifing in. Because all it takes is that one guy to be an agitator, to get a finger on the ball. Chaos, you had a couple of times where uh, you did have two Knicks go to the basketball, and guess what happened? They fumbled it out of bounds. Mm -hmm. Right? We, Mm -hmm. We saw every permutation of that. But it's... It's playoff basketball. This this was not going to be a pretty series. Nobody thought that this was going to be the the one that w- was aesthetically pleasing, was kidding themselves. Because every once in a while, you get a little bit of a skirmish, and immediately it's like, get that B-roll from 20 years ago. Get it up there. And that's what we've seen time and again. And Jimmy Butler is just the face. You mentioned injuries. No Oladipo, no hero. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it's, matter. That's a lot of production that isn't there. Yeah. Whoever, but you know, you play who's who's in the jerseys, and your guy Brunson showing a lot of heart. It's him and R.J. Barrett, and unfortunately, the love hate with Julius Randle, that relationship between fans and scribes and radio talk show hosts like you. It's probably on the downside oh. once again after an effort like this. I'll tell you, man. Oh, look, we're live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Here's the thing about Julius Randle is that 
UC, he sucks. You see, play. No, <laughs> stop. He's trash. Frostburg's just going. The Lakers are back. That's all that's going. Are they not back? The Lakers are back. You watch game three. Are they not back? The Lakers are back. You what? ever say the Knicks are back again? You're out of the studio. Frostburg's wife called on the phone, say, "Hey, can you stop at at the at pavilions on the way home and get milk?" The Lakers are back. The Lakers if are back. The Lakers are back. Ever waste America's time saying the Knicks are back again? You're out of here. The Lakers are back. The Lakers are back. The Lakers are back. It's all. Um, no, the Knicks are not back right now. They are not. But this is the part, this is about Julius Randle, is that you see this from from teams. The Golden State Warriors are a great front-running team, right? They're great front-running. They're great from their way behind. When they have to play the close games, that's when they struggle a little bit, right? You've seen players, you've seen teams, and you say, hey, when things go well, we're good. And when you get out to a lead and you can beat up on the other team, you're front-runners. Julius Randle is how do I say it? he is a mental front runner. Like when when Julius like Julius Randle either starts the game and he's really good and and you can tell this is a Julius Randle game that's going to be 30 points and 15 rebounds or it's going to be a game where he's just going to struggle and he's not going to not going to be able to get the ball. He's going to get he's going to get torched defensively, which is what happened in the fourth quarter. He doesn't get the ball, he doesn't get rebounds and and for your second best player, for your all-star that's supposed to be a guy that you have to lead that is going to help lead you to victory, he has so many games where it's like the guy's just checked out. And I, I I don't know how how into the game he is. I don't know how how ready he is to play. Like we could, I could wake up and get we get the good Julius Randall or we get the bad Julius Randall. And it's it's not a Julius Randall where hey we get him in a night where he just doesn't you know he has a bad night shooting he goes you know three for eighteen from the forts. We have a night where I don't know how engaged he is. And that and that's the toughest thing about Randall is that that happens way too much. And yeah, he's going to bear the brunt of all of this because with the Knicks down three one and on the cusp of losing, here's how the, your narrative is going to go: Jalen Brunson is our hero, right? J- everything everything they did here, Brunson tried to bring him back, gets hurt, hits free throws, everything he does, going to the stands for balls. He's going to be the guy saying the Knicks need more guys like him. I am done with Julius Randle. And he's going to be the guy that's going to bear everything as far as why why did the Knicks lose? Julius Randle. Let's get rid of Julius Randle. And it's going to be like it was a year ago when Randle comes off the the big year the year before in 2020 and he was bad. This year he was good, but now it's going to be... It's his fault. He's he's going to bear the brunt of every little bit with the Knicks get knocked. Yeah, out. it's tough. He finishes with twenty and nine. To your point of individual possessions down the stretch, and, and we've watched this in in a number of series. Go back to the Celtics, right? The aforementioned Celtics, close games. They're looking around like they they've never played each other, with each other before, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Hey, do we do we take a timeout? Do we push for a shot? What are we doing here? Uh, defensive rotations, etc. For your Knicks. You had 10 points off the bench. Outscored 32 to 10, no. the bench. The loss of quickly, obviously, uh, a big deal. But, I mean, that disparity cannot stand. You got guys, Brunson on one leg playing 44 minutes. Still put up 32 and 11. But tell me he couldn't have benefited from a quick two-minute <laughs> stretch on the bench or a long commercial timeout. Uh, plus a, a little bit of a rest. So uh, not really getting much of anything there. Only six rebounds to go with those 10 points off the bench. Uh, Kyle Lowry doing more damage uh, himself on the other side. And, and that's the one thing with the Heat, even with those those missing players, is that you still have a guy like Lowry that can come in and take over. Knicks don't have that. And if Julius Randle's going to be passive, and again, the overall stat line, box score reading, yeah, no, it's going to look great. 
if right, you're reading the box like score, he looks 13. great. Yeah, he was yeah, efficient. Yeah. He did what he needed to. But really, it's the, it's the team rebound. Like Tom Thibodeau, I, I wish I had a split screen for those final five minutes of regulation. Right, the near misses, the offensive rebounds, the miscommunications along the baseline. You just needed to watch me it, the last five minutes. You got, got to well, sit next to me. No, but that's if like I had watching a Mets game, I, with I needed Frank a the tank. triple threat. That's, that, that's it. I needed a, a screen on you. Here's, uh, you know, your comprehensive look at a uh, a dying Knicks fan. Where <laughs> uh, the Tom Thibodeau pulling out whatever's left of his hair? Mm. Because you, what do you teach? Defense fundamentals, aggressiveness. And none of those things were were available to your Knicks in the final minutes of this game. Every opportunity to claw back in, and and they had some stretches, right? Even early on, it's like, yes, oh, there's, there's nothing there. And then all of a sudden, there was like a they they flipped a switch and they were a bit more aggressive, getting to the rack. And mm-hmm. they're like, all right, we got ourselves a game. And then down the stretch, that pass passivity came right back. The our editors who do a great job getting sound together for us and, and, and editing things, they always know when the Knicks are not playing. They know when it's happening because they'll be doing their job and then they'll hear because when when in our pre-show, like our green room is right outside the editor's room. So they're doing... Our pre-show, yeah. eating yeah. Uh, mustard Doritos hey, the mustard, and cursing. Hey, the hot mustard Doritos are pretty good, buddy. I, you gave, I no, told that you was pretty good. good. That was a, that was a good hot move. mustard Doritos are yeah, good. Yeah, no, that, but that, you know, that they're off. sitting there doing their job and all of a sudden they hear in the back, what the hell was that? Randall, what are you doing? I saw that coming, Julius Randall. When Randall got it taken away from him in a big possession oh, no, about you five were, minutes um, ago. It's like they just hear it behind him. They know, uh, Jason. Are you really still talking about the Knicks? We're going to do a free blood pressure screen. Is this guy really still talking about the Knicks? Well, he's got to get it out of his system. No, this he doesn't. Be. This is going to be it. Do it at home. Okay. The varsity game tip. Do it. Do it. <laughs> you want to just join it in progress? If you just join it in progress, let's go let's live. Do you want to go Alex. live? <laughs> All Alex, four screens. Alex, don't do that. Alex, hey, does Jared Vanderbilt return that? This Lakers. <laughs> Is that our buddy Jimmy J? <laughs> Jimmy. See, it's j- coming up Jimmy all over the place. We're going to be off by one game, Mike. We set a sweep by the Heat. We're going to be off by one game. Jimmy. Uh, the Jimmy. end of your Jimmy. first year. Heat. Discover <laughs> credit cards automatically. Double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned is doubled. Seriously. See terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. So, yeah, so that's where it is. The Heat are just playing okay. The Knicks stink, and they're handing them this series. And that's why I'm pissed, because it's not like – if you lose to a better – and this was Jimmy Butler going, what What am I going to do? Butler scoring four, like he did in the first yeah, round. That's, okay. That's fair. They did not beat it. the hell out of you over the weekend. They did, but it's that but, that that game was. I mean, that was that was the worst Saturday of basketball. It was. Bad, I think yeah. I've seen in recent. Uh, not for me. No, bad. no, no. For you, it was great. For you, for me, you were relegated to my phone. I had the dude. Phone. The Blackhawks got the first pick. What are you complaining yeah, yeah, about? No, no, no. no, no but but Saturday, those games were so bad. It's like, all right, now I've got WWE backlash on my big screen. <laughs> I'm keeping an eye on soccer games on my. You iPad. always bring it back to WWE. You yeah. always bring it back to. That. You bring it back to the Knicks. Let me not even real anymore. Which, which that, does America care about more? Do they fake, care Mike. about Bad Bunny and Damian Priest, or do they care about all your right. damn Knicks? First of all, that's damn first right. Of all, WWE wins. First of all, you have to say Bad Bunny, or you can't say I'll Bad say Bunny. Whatever name. the hell I no, want. You have to say it, Bad Bunny. That's how you have it's to say show. it. My show. No, it's not. Oh, it's your show. That's right. It is really. It's yours. It's not my our name. Show. Not on it. Your name is on it. Well, but that means I could take my some ownership. On, my name's on it. My name's on it before your name is on it. It's Jason Smith. We're working on that for future Are we working on that? Let's fight right now. You don't want to do that. Oh, I, I could. I guarantee with the, you. With my Knicks hate right now, I could so take you. 
I could so take. Yeah, you. there's a lot of hate, Mike. I could, I could, I could take you. He's going to put that into a that lot bag of, Nick's of hate. mustard Doritos. Now, now I'll I mean, he already this, downed I'll whatever this that bag was. Right down, it was a, that's a chocolate cover. I have pretzel. this guy beating Conor McGregor right now with all that Nick's hate. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Let's get Frank the Tank on, and the two of them can battle it out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But the three before have to be legendary because we wouldn't have the fourth without the three, but we need Lonnie Walker. We know they at least Lonnie had Lonnie Walker, uh, too. Lonnie okay Walker, the third. Oh, he's the only one that matters. And Lonnie Walker, the fourth. But you you got to give respect. I mean, oh. all the way back to Lonnie Walker, the first. Did they score 15 points in the fourth? He's not. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, is not there without Lonnie, the Lonnie Walker, Walker, the first. This is Lonnie Walker, the fourth game. This is the... <laughs> 
Well, you know what? I mean, we at least have to give credit to Lonnie Walker the third. Okay, sure. I mean, I have yeah. no idea of the yeah, yeah, yeah. family history, and I hope I'm not walking myself no, no, down no. a bad That's okay. Bad no. Careful, Mike. <laughs> nah, listen, it wouldn't be the first time you said something without knowing anything. Go ahead. Excuse oh, I just hit you with AD defense. Me? You were Steph Curry, and I just had my hand out going, not getting a shot, not getting a good shot, Steph, not getting a good see, shot. I'm an ass, man. Shot. No, see, there's a difference between See, I didn't, I didn't need that. I had a T-shirt. I had it myself. I mean, I was it is good. true. I had that. I mean, that that is categorically true. I mean, that was just, you know, mean and, and cut me to the quick. Perhaps harsher than any no, blow but it was from an arch villain. No, that was, it was really mean. It was kind of right there, No, though. it was very mean No, it was kind of right though. there. It was very not mean-spirited. It was very funny. I mean, I haven't tried to just jam in more talk about the Knicks. You. We've been oh, celebrating you. the okay. greatness who was, of this Who series. was the guy who said on the show tonight, it's my show? Who was the guy who said that? Was that me or was that you? I think well, that well, was, was you. was me trying to take ownership of the show. Yeah, exactly. In that moment. Exactly. You're the one. But now this suddenly now, you're upset about this, mister, I'm taking over. Stab me in the back. No, no, no. You were still here. Ah! We still have to talk about the font. But other than that, it's... Like, I'm, like suddenly I'm in a Friday the 13th movie and I'm coming out to the no, window going, are you okay? And then suddenly, I just boom, rolled I, get you the, down the stairs. I get the ice pick through my head and it happened. Well, you had a That was you. Well... In a Blackhawks sweatshirt. Number one pick. <laughs> They've already sold $2 million Frozen worth of season tickets. Frozen envelope. Uh, there are two <laughs> big plays to get to because we have to have the conversation about Steph Curry. And I know KNBR, Warriors fans are going to hate me, but now even the guy saying, I think Jason Smith is right. He's been saying this for a long time. This is going to be known as the stop, I guess, maybe. Maybe it's the stop. With the Lakers up one. And less than 30 seconds left to go. The Warriors have the basketball. Steph Curry's got it, and the Lakers guard him one-on-one with Anthony Davis out at the perimeter. And this is how the next two plays unfolded. Curry dancing with Davis. Lost the handle. Keeps the dribble. Tend to shoot. Curry doing it himself here. One foot fadeaway. No good. It's Green with a rebound. Tipped by Wiggins. Another chance for Golden State. TNT on the call. Steph Curry could not shake Anthony Davis, and he put up two off-balance shots that weren't close. They got lucky and fortunate to get the offensive rebound the first time. Steph puts up a 28-footer, which, again, 28-footer from Steph. Okay, he makes yeah. those. Jordan Poole does not, but this was still— uh, Jordan Poole didn't even get on the court. This was st- we got to talk about him, too. This was still an off-balance shot, and the Lakers get the rebound. They hit their free throws, and they win 104-101. How I've do they said, not screen him off, though? I've like, said how do they not times, try to do something? No matter to, where he went, it, watching it is like watching Stephanie, because I say it all the time. It is at, at this point, if you are Steve Kerr, you have to say, we need something else for the end of game better than Steph get a shot, because that's killed them in this series now two games. Whether it's Steph being older or the defense on him or the fact of what I've said, he has a problem. At the end of close games, he's not as effective because he can't get his own shot because he's too small. He's too small. He can't get around. He can't muscle anybody. And as you saw here, where was he going? Anthony Davis Anthony Davis looked like he was three times as big as Steph Curry, and Steph Curry wasn't going to be able to dribble around him at all. Like That was not going to happen. They cleared out for Steph, and I'm sure what the Warriors thought was, we're going to clear out for Steph, the Lakers will throw two defenders at him, and now we got it. And instead, when the Lakers came out with AD, they were stuck. 
right? You also have Draymond on the floor who's not going to shoot, so that's a big thing because that, that's an option that's not going to happen. So Steph is out there trying to dribble his way around AD. There was no creativity. There was just, Steph, you're going to take the shot. Nothing. But nobody and steps in to try nothing. to put a body in and make AD nothing. work a little bit. It was one-on-one. It was these two shots for Steph Curry. And Steph misses both of them. Misses them off balance. These were not great shots. But this is nothing new because I've told you at the end of games, he is not nearly as effective because he can't get his own shot off. Yet they keep going to him and saying, Steph, make it happen. At this point, you would think Steve Kerr would say, hmm, I'm a big basketball mind. Just giving the ball to Steph doesn't work. We got other guys that can make shots. Clay Thompson has made pretty big shots. So if Steph can't get his shot, why force it? If Steph was six seven and could dribble around, okay, great. But no matter how you want to argue with me about, oh, Steph is still great. Steph is great. You put two defenders on him. What's he going to do? You put one defender on him here. He couldn't get his shot off. Why? Because he's too small and he's not. And he's, he can't dribble by AD. He's not fast enough to go all the way by AD. Could just he can get by AD by two steps? AD's got to put his arm out and I'm blocking the shot. It's going up. That's what happens. And people don't get that at the end of games. Steph Curry is not the same. He's not all superstars at the end of games are not created equally because if you can't get your own shot off, guess what? You have trouble at the end of games. This is not Steph Curry's thing. And you would think Steve Kerr by this point would say, hmm, something better than just Steph create something do it's got to be on the table. Whether it's Clay, whether it's Wiggins, whoever it is, it's got to be something because this is just not working. And this is two games that the Warriors have lost at the end because Steph can't get his own shot off. They lose when he passes out of the double and Jordan Poole misses the 28-footer when they had no other play planned. And it, it's I, that's what I can't get over. This lack of of planning or this lack of being able to execute. This is a team that's won four championships. This is a team that's won a lot. These teams are, these three guys have been together for a long time. And still, this is the best they get. And the Lakers have said, you keep doing this. We have now beat you twice, Mr. Best Point Guard of all time at the end of games, because you can't get your shot off. We did it with two guys the first game. We brought out AD for you on here. And I mean it. That was as good as the NBA gets. Steph trying everything he can to get around AD. AD not moving, getting up. It's kind of like watching Kevin Love when he was out in the perimeter on on Steph Curry when the when the Cavaliers beat the Warriors in the NBA Finals, came down from down three one. That big possession in Game Seven where Steph is trying to get around and Kevin Love is out on him and he's not moving and Steph can't get that shot off. That's a big deal. It's been a big deal for a long time, but people want to blow it off because Steph's a great player and he's got this great image. And I understand all of these things about Steph Curry, but you have to understand what I'm telling you is the truth because I'm not wrong about Steph Curry in the end of games. you got to figure out something else. Well, but that's just it. You have all these instances, and the way you style your offense is to run him or clay off screens, spot up, what have you. And in these pivotal moments, it's let's go against the best defensive player in the game when he's on his game. right? When Anthony Davis is sound and ready to go, nobody alters shots at the rate he does. I think we can all stipulate to that. And whether that's under the basket or 28 feet away, he's just as effective because he's still got good footwork and that wingspan. He almost took it away from him. Before his first shot off, he almost got an open floor steal on Steph Curry. So he gets the first shot up, right? Little runner, off balance, whatever. Misses badly. Warriors get the offensive rebound, and he immediately calls for it, thinking he's got enough time to get the shot off. 
and the closing ability of AD because he didn't slump fully back into the lane, right? Took a step or two off, mm-hmm. and then immediately right back is like an outfielder, right? Your first step's got to be back. And this was where Steph, heat-seeking missile, first step back, and, and immediately get that arm up to force a, a change of trajectory, for, for Steph to take another step backwards instead of forward, and you get the rainbow shot that misses, and eventually they're able to clear clear the ball. But this is where, you know, having a guy like Jordan Poole that you can't trust on the court is also a big deal. Not just because of that shot, and we can argue to we're blue in the face. Good shot, bad shot, timeout, all of those things that could have been done, screen out, uh, try to try to find an open space, because you had time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In this case, final seconds and, and shot selection all. Jordan Poole, last two games, 2 of 13 from the field, Five total points, 0 for 6 from 3. Is that good? He played 10 minutes tonight and went scoreless. Is that good, Mike? Look, this is... He had a good run. This is part (laughs) of also, now, you want to get bigger than just Steph Curry. that's another shooter that you don't have. Yeah, and look, and Clay had a bad night, but sure, Clay has made big shots in his But Clay's also had some really bad shooting nights. Again, owing to that Lakers defense through this series. I've I've told you all the time. We'll get into that coming up in a few minutes. I've told you about the, the Lakers defense. Uh, it's great. It's the whole thing I told you, so I told. But that's the other part. Now you want to widen this out for the Warriors, and this is why they're a team that was a few games over 500. They hit the playoffs. They won a couple of games on the road, and suddenly you saw everybody. Oh, they're back, man. They're back. They were just waiting for this. Look at this. They're back. The Warriors are not the team they were. Their young players have not ascended. Jordan Poole has not ascended like they thought he would, right? Kaminga can't even get on the floor. He doesn't play. Wiggins is not the same guy he was when he was an all-star last year and for a lot of this year. Draymond doesn't shoot anymore, and Clay struggles way more than he used to. This is just the natural, hey, the Warriors have gotten older, and... Dynasty's end when the new players coming in don't play like the old players do. When the Warriors dynasty was at its best, they had guys coming off the bench that were fantastic all the time. And not that suddenly you would have bench guys at the end taking shots, but um, when Steph and Clay used to leave games with an eight-point lead, they would come back sometimes it would be a 14-point lead. And now they're coming back in and it was, oh, look at this. But that's the bigger part of this is that this is not the same Warriors team. They seem like the same because it's Steph and it's Clay and it's Draymond. And it's Wiggins. Oh, they're great. And it's Steve Kerr. These seem like it's the same, but it's not. Every team left in the playoffs is fallible, right? This is a, even though it's 3-1, this is a close series. It's a close series. The Lakers were able to hold off the Warriors at the end of games a couple of different times. But this is a close series. The Warriors are not the same as they were last year, and that's why they are where they are, down 3-1 in the second round of the NBA playoffs. You got nine points between Poole and Clay Thompson. Nine. 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 Is that good? Lonnie Walker at 15 Ask in him the for fourth. a friend. MVP. <laughs> is that good? Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to say nine. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel... It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For all the latest in the National Football League, Longtime insider for Odyssey, Washington Post. He's on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. It is Jason Lockenfora. What's happening, Jay? What's going on, gentlemen? Jay, I'm just wondering how many more teams are going to call Andrew Luck just to upset <laughs> Jim Irsay. Like how many more? Just they, uh, like, they don't even want him to come back. They just want to call him just so they know it's going to upset him. Yeah, I mean, look, this guy, like he's just trolling for draft picks, right? He's looking for somebody to throw him a bone. Um and yeah, it's it's kind of a a wild goose search, but that's the NFL, right? Like it's it, they kind of make stuff up as they go along, and when you have a situation like the tampering case with uh, the um, Jonathan Gannon situation with the Cardinals, and then all of a sudden, you know, cloak and dagger, we get this announcement right before the draft starts about. Compensation, yeah, I got you know, it's a, it's sort of a Pandora's box that other people will want to get a piece of, but I don't know, man. Like it, 
Is there a statute of How limitations? How many other owners would do that? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just thinking about the tweet that he sent out. I mean, there's been a lot of tweets over a long period of time. And, and I guess I should be casting no stones here because I've sent my share of ridiculous tweets. But, like, there was the one, you know, about should we, you know, should we take Will Levis at the top of, you know, the second round? And now there's, you know, this. Like, I, I don't know, man. Like, Andrew Luck's not playing football anymore, so what's the... You know what I mean? You're really that worried about his contractual rights? Like, he's he clearly wouldn't come back with any other team. You, you'd still, I guess, have some say over it if if he wanted to. And the bottom line is he's completely happily retired. Like, what's it been, five years? Yeah, it's been a minute. I mean... And uh, you just drafted this whatever. kid that you supposedly love to death, so why yeah, not why are you worried up? about this crap? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I can't figure it out. He's Jim Irsay. That's what he does. So out there yeah. in uh, Baltimore land, uh, 6,000 yards. How are we feeling? Yeah, that's, that's you know, let's get to four first. You know, let's, I was going to say, let's get back to 3,000 or maybe 3,500. Yeah, yeah. We've never hit four, um, you know, in, in this iteration. And honestly, I'm trying to think. I don't know that Flacco ever hit four either. I'm in front of me, but... This has not been a place where uh, the ball goes through the air a whole lot, you know, with a lot of uh, volume, with a lot of accuracy, with a lot of deep ball volume. Like, it's this this city has been about defense in the run game. You know, really, since probably the second or third year of the Ravens. You know, they, they came in and they were what they were when they basically were the Cleveland Browns, you know, and you had guys like Michael Jackson, he, he, you know, catch 1,500 <laughs> yards receiving and, and 14 touchdowns or whatever. But as they became the Baltimore Ravens and as they, they built the franchise on Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis, it, it really became about um, a certain style of play. So I don't know about six, um, but four should certainly be within reason. And as much as the AFC is tough, uh, I, I we'll find out on Thursday what the exact schedule is. If you just look at the- yeah, but will we really find out? I mean, we 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 may find out, we may not find out. We're going to find out. I don't know, man. Something's happening there. Well, I, I think we're finding out. I mean, I mean, I, I think the people over there, uh, you know, Culver City at NFL Network, or if that's even where they still are. I guess no. Now they're at the new stadium, so it's not Culver City. It's been a minute since I worked there. Uh, but whatever, <laughs> they've got three hours of programming planned. So I. I I think that that's going to happen. I, I assume that's going to happen. Um, See, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just thinking the that schedule is going to look that terrible one way or the other. You, we know who they're playing at home. We know who they're playing on the road. Um, and I don't think it's it, again, even though the AFC is tough and their division is tough, I don't think it's going to be murderer's row from a defensive standpoint. So yeah, four thousand. No, four, 4,500 yards, something like that. I would aim for that before I go six G. All right, now let me throw this at you. Jason Locken Four with us here, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Uh, we saw a couple of of bang-bang uh, uh, statements today regarding Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. One from new Jets offensive lineman Billy Turner, who said, you know, Rodgers was checked out on Green Bay. Green Bay today uh, talked about moving on to Jordan Love from Aaron Rodgers. Brian Gutekunst said, yeah, we wanted Aaron Rodgers back for this year as long as he was all bought in, and we couldn't get that from him. Now, I know you are, you are not high on Aaron Rodgers and the yeah. Jets, but... Can you now? Can you at least throw it out there that potentially 
okay, we could get a bit of a bounce back because part of it is he was checked out last year. He was checked out last year, and it wasn't quite what it should have been. So you think uh, you're going to look at it as a net positive that a guy, he was only making $50 million last year, not 60 He was only making 50 and he'd been with that organization forever, and he mm-hmm. put the gun to their head a couple times to get everything he wanted. Like, right, he became the de facto GM again. He... He had roster authority. He's saying, "Get me this. Don't get me that. I'll show up when I want to show up. I'll whatever. I'll say whatever I want to say to McAfee. I'll do whatever I want to do. You guys will just deal with it." And then things don't go swimmingly. So he just, you know, waves the white flag, pack, you know, pulls the chute, and says, "Eh." Yeah, I'll wait to see who gives me the 60 somewhere else next year. Yeah. I'm sorry. I can't look at any of that for, you know, a 40-year-old quarterback and say that's good. That say that that, that, that portends good things, especially when um, he – I still don't think he really has gotten his mind around exactly what he's gotten himself into from a – like sort of a lifestyle standpoint, from a media standpoint, um, from an offensive line standpoint, I just I, no, I don't think that's good. I think that shows you just how willing he is to make it all about him and his mind and incubate himself from anything on the outside and sell himself tales of. Um, you know, ulterior or, or, or secondary realities where he can never really be at fault and it's always something else. And I don't know, man. No. I, I Do I think he pulled the shoot last year? I think he pulled the shoot for a couple of years. I mean, I, I think there were a lot of games at the end of the, the Mike McCarthy era where I would talk to people who faced them and like, hey, did you rewatch that film and what did you think? No, like we think he's trying to get the guy fired. Like, so I just don't think someone who's capable of that, whose skills are now eroding, who's going to a new place, who has the path of least resistance as the offensive coordinator, Hackett, who's under his thumb, who was a fraud as a coach in Denver, and you know who was uh, you know a glorified bus boy in Green Bay. Like he wasn't running that offense. Like he, he Aaron Rodgers will dictate everything to Nathaniel Hackett. He will get whatever he wants out of Nathaniel Hackett. Like this feels and smells so much like end of the road Ben Roethlisberger, except at least there, you know, it was in one place and Tomlin could kind of handle it and they were going to win at least nine games every year. That's not the Jets. And Pittsburgh's a different market than New York. And this guy just got there. like, And he couldn't commit to going to every OTA. No, I don't think it's going to end well. So... So you're not throwing out there potentially for the bounce back, okay? Let me because you were kind of <laughs> no, you kind of danced that, around that, Jay. Like, the fact you kind of danced around. So willing to be like, oh well, yeah, well he just he, you know he just pulled the shoot on those guys last year. Like, no, that's not a good thing. I I'm like, sorry. I think it kind of speaks to his character at this point. See, I like that it now extends to Robert Sala going after Mackay Becton. How about you, yeah. like a left tackle? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't look. I don't blame Salah for saying what he's saying because Mackay Becton, obviously, um, his career has been uh, has left something to be desired to this point in time. But the reality is, there's not a whole lot of there there at the tackle position for this team, and 
this guy doesn't want to be hit anymore, and he doesn't want to push the ball downfield anymore. So if you can't protect him at this stage, uh, I think he's going to be in the business of protecting himself, which I don't think lends itself to uh, you know, transcendent offensive football. Let me ask you one last quick one, uh, Jason, is uh, going back to the scheduling. Wouldn't the battle of the networks, now that there's more of a free-for-all, be better viewing than a lot of the actual draft? Oh, what goes on behind the scenes? Yeah, fighting these... for rights to broadcast the Oh, my God. And, hey, like sending people to stake out like Howard Katz when he goes to the bathroom and inside the league <laughs> offices at Park Avenue. And, hey, hey, you know, slipping something under the stall. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know how cloak and dagger it is. But we are in a brave new world here where the, the obviously the rights aren't doled out quite like they used to be. And we don't have, you know, one network as being the de facto uh network of one conference and the other. So, yeah, it'll be an interesting little, uh, you know, exercise here and seeing how this all plays out. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora. Check out his latest on the Washington Post or on Odyssey. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you next week. Have fun. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. See you, Jason. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.